and a leprechaun. I caught him and made him show me where his gold is. <laughs> it's the rule, you know. They thought they'd made a horror show. But they stirred a curse deep down below. But they had built it again to feel Forever now they must spin the wheel This is the 100 Lunatics Podcast, the only podcast about horror movies currently taking place in a horror movie. These are your hosts, Daniel the Carver. Carver. Holy shit, Wilter, thanks. Nathan, the other Carver. Carver. The other Carver? And not the Carver, Jasmine. Hey. This week's feature, Leprechaun. Thank you, Wilter. Thank you. Wow, so outstanding. UFC announcer, Wilter. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Why am I the other Carver? Uh, just because I come first. That's the only reason. Don't take it personally. I came first into the world. <laughs> That's right. Then I came here to correct you like a Terminator. Mm. Mm. And the other Connor. <laughs> the other and like Wilter said, this week spin number five, Leprechaun. Wow, five. Last week was Carrie. We took a break um, from the found footage of the Blair Witch. We stepped off into a more stylish, um, low-key horror film, and now we are back into good old-fashioned 1990s bizarro horror. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do it. I'll talk in an in an Irish accent for the rest of the episode. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh my god. Oh, is that what you're gonna do now, Nathan? <laughs> I'm gonna start up high and I'm gonna move down low. Every time I talk, I'm gonna start up high and I'm gonna move down low when I'm talking. Oh, I wish I had a book of limericks. Oh, and then I could recite them for you. And we get we get gale and laughter about all of the things that are interesting and swell about the world. Ooh. Ooh. Leprechaun. <laughs> okay, now before we get into Leprechaun, has anyone seen any other movies they'd like to talk about? Get it out now. I don't want this shit interrupting the better portion of the show. <clears throat> I save all of my feedback for the Trailer Park podcast, also on the One Hundred Lunatics Network. Oh, is is that where you would prefer that I talk about removing an item from my burden list? Um, it's up to you. Okay, no, that's fine. We'll keep it a little secret, a little taste. Yeah, actually, that means that hey, if you want to hear what the burden list is and listen to him explain himself, which is very rare that that would happen. Just in general. 
Um, you could, yeah, swing on over to the Trailer Park Podcast portion, also sponsored by the 100 Lunatics Network. It's very, <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Oh, man. Wow. Well said. Thank you, Nathan. And, um, well, I guess that leaves me out of movies. All I can say really now is that, wow, did I have to try hard not to just slip right into Leprechaun 2. <laughs> <laughs> Ease off, Daniel. Save it for later. Have something to look forward to. I know. I know. Yeah. Could be a long time. I'm not gonna lie. I would really be interested in watching it too. I kind of want to watch the whole series. Mm-hmm. So we have four. What about Leprechaun in the Hood? That's a good one. Well, that's part five and six. Yeah, that's it goes to another level after that. How many pots of gold can be stolen? <laughs> he gets it back, right? So money. It exchanges many, many hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many. Never ends. Many hands. Did we watch any other horror movies? I feel bad that I've only seen the one that I'm supposed to watch. Usually. There's that one. I'm like, did we watch something? No, I guess we did not. Boring. How very, very boring. Um, Nathan. Yes, Daniel. How have you been since the last time that you and I sat down to record something? Which must have been yesterday? Yeah, you A couple days ago. We Nathan, I've already talking about. I've already talked about Maleficent. Why don't you talk about Maleficent because we you you liked Maleficent. it? I loved it because yes. I'm easy, and also I just love. I loved it. I love Angelina Jolie. I like cartoon fantasy movies. I like the pretty visuals. Some of it was a little over the top. A lot of CGI going on, especially with some scenes that were like unnecessary, like big groups of people and just like little things that could have been made, but they. Decided to make it in a computer. You mean like the Lord of the Rings fighting? <laughs> All of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Jasmine. Did you just say that you're easy? <laughs> I'm easy when it comes to movies and liking them, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. That's what I meant by that, specifically. That time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she's a, yeah, she's a pushover. It's definitely a pushover on the movies. You, anyone? Come on, it's obvious. It's a Disney princess. She's a girl. Yeah. It could have. It could have been a piece of flaming shit. She would have walked out with a smile on her face. Oh. Fuck Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. Exactly. Mesephalent. Exactly. Mesephalus. Mesephalus. I particularly like love Disney as a company, but hey, yeah, I'm a girl. I like those princess stories. I also like the turn of the villainous side of it it reminds me a lot of wicked which i liked a lot mm-hmm. and it's like the other side of the fairy tale and also if you know all fairy tales were started like as like cautionary tales not quite happy ending stories and may i ask a question about maleficent um sure <laughs> um why did they choose to make the sleeping beauty character is it sleeping beauty yes Okay, the Sleeping Beauty character um, looked like she's 13 years old. Because she was 13 years old? At that time and in the story. This is yeah. pre. This yes. is about her casting the spell that's going to happen to her later when she's 18. Is it, that what this yeah, is about? Yeah, it's all about her growing up up until the point <laughs> where this, the spell, which she already cast, is supposed to take effect on her 18th birthday. Okay, yes. And so like all this her spending time with her and doing all this stuff is like the leading up to that date. Yep. Sorry, Nathan. No pedophilia. And what? Um, oh, wow. Okay. Um, and what was the battle for Naboo going on there in the preview? What was that? that that's the Lord of the Rings battle that we were talking about. The, the battle for Naboo. Oh yeah, you know, it gives you like the background information on how this all started, right? There's like a war between humans and other and magical beings. Yes. Which makes sense because so, humans are always like, "What is that? It's weird. Kill it." 
It was a flashback <laughs> scene to a war. No, no, it was like a preview scene because the movie progresses from there on. So like it's where it right. starts, and then she was wronged during the war. Y- yeah, obviously. <laughs> yes. Okay. Obviously. Yes, it's a classic she tale of human boy slips into magical being kingdom, falls in love with winged horned uh, demon angel. Uh, they have a forbidden love. He goes back and lives in the human world for a while. After double crossing her. Identifies more with being human, comes back to double cross yeah, her in order to gain yeah, favor I'm with the tired, king. Tired of this and then this. starts a, you know, vengeful back and forth. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she should have gone with Lucy. She turned down the role of Lucy. She should have maybe done Lucy instead, I think. Sounds... Yeah, I, yeah, I would, agree, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. What? I don't even know. Lucy is a movie coming out with Sarah, not Sarah. Uh, Johannesburg, what's her face? Blonde. Johannesburg, really? Scarlett like, like Johansson. <laughs> yes. Terrible last name to pronounce. Yes. Scarlett Johansson. That's her. Wait, what is Lucy? Lucy who? It's, it's uh, the Norwegian in him. He can't help it. Jo- Johansson. <laughs> Fjord Hansen? What? Fjord. Bjorn Hansen. <laughs> put a couple extra S's in there. Put a little put some two dots over top of that J or over top of the U something, right? What are those two dots? Huh? Norwegian? Huh? Um, Tell uh, us. Umlauts. What? Yeah, those, those two <laughs> dots, those are umlauts. <laughs> okay, you know. See? <laughs> See? He's, totally. Yeah, you're that's my new nickname for you is umlauts. Umlauts. We do. We do have 29 letters in the Norwegian alphabet. That's too All many. Right. That's, that's three too yeah. many. We have three extra yep. ones to cover the uh, ignorant gaps. Many. I agree no. with you wholeheartedly, Jasmine. Like 26 too many may letters be in the too alphabet. many. 26 is a lot. Like 26 is all there is. We could cut it down. Yeah. I'm just saying. And, it, and, it's, and it's not even a U with an umlaut that makes up one of our extra letters. We can get rid of you. It's actually an A with a dot over it. An A and an E combined in one letter. And an O with a line through it. Those aren't new letters. Those are just combos. They make up their own sounds. Sound like syllables. Okay, pronounce A with a dot over top of it. A, E, U. Sorry? Mm Mm-hmm. Was that one word? You heard me. We have somehow slipped. (laughs) We have somehow... A, E, U. We have totally slipped. We have somehow slipped into a uh, Norwegian grammar lesson instead of talking about Leprechaun. That could be a fun podcast. Nathan, Jasmine. (laughs) Well, I'm pissed off now because you're also American, or at least you pretend to be. (laughs) So basically, and America is ignorant. They would just just say, screw you, use our alphabet. Uh, You can pronounce the letter differently based on the word that's being introduced, and you can just learn it and get used to it. Here is what you need to know. Nathan, Jasmine, Leprechaun. Leprechaun. 1993. This movie came out. Not only that, it was the first movie of the year of 1993 to come out. And it was Trimark's first film. So many firsts going on here. Um, Written and directed by Mark Jones. Mark Jones, you probably don't know who he is. That's okay. Uh, He directed a little bit of A-Team. Um, James Bond Jr. on television, and he also immediately after directing Leprechaun went and directed Rumpelstiltskin. What? Let's watch that. Is that on the wheel? Please say that's on the wheel. I remember that. It is on the wheel. 
Uh, I did not know that they were connected. I didn't think that he would want to do another movie about a little villain. Uh, maybe that's just his thing. I don't know. A couple uh, notables in here. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's feature film debut. Main role, too. I'm like, how did she get the main role? The movie? main role. <laughs> how did this happen? Wearing some tight, tight shorts. She's like the heroine. What? Mm-hmm. Didn't take her. Didn't take her very long to get success in her life. No, it didn't. She proved herself. She got in on Brad Pitt. Oh wait, what are y'all talking about? Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> she got she got the role in Friends in '94. It was a year after this. Well, they did. They there must have been like a, like a scouts on the set, just yeah. watching her, whispering back and forth to each other, writing things down on clipboards. I feel like she was plucked from the field, Nathan. <laughs> Uh, other notable, Warwick Davis, the leprechaun himself from Willow. How did this, you were worried that this would, this would affect your love for Willow, Nathan. Did it? Out of the way, Peck. Out of the way, Peck. Peck, 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 Peck. I haven't seen that in a while. Oh, man. Ken Olent. Chubuki Yuki. He seems like he has a recognizable face. He's not in a lot. But if you're a fan of summer school like I am, then you know him as the playboy guy that's always asleep. Um, Mark Holton. Come on. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. We remember that, right? Yeah. Right? The villain. He's always kind of playing somebody a little bit over-the-top disturbing. Even in this movie, as Ozzy. And, of course, uh, Robert Gorman, youngest child from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah, he is. That's where you know him from. That's probably all the places that you know him from. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, this was supposed to be a scary children's film huh. and then was changed halfway through to make it into like an adult slasher horror film. And they just went back and sort of just gored it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's why the whole movie has this like cheesy, charming sort of appeal to it, intermixed with like lots of graphic, bloody scenes that seem to contrast with it. And I think all of that works extremely in its favor. I think that leprechaun makeup is pretty terrifying in and of itself. Which is why, like in the beginning, they don't really show his face so much. But when they do, it's fucking scary, gross looking. It does. It it looks pretty good for what it is and for the $900,000 budget that it's working with. And Nathan, we have a special connection between this episode of 100 Lunatics and a episode of Trailer Park because we covered Leprechaun Origins. <laughs> and yeah. wow, am I glad to be watching this one instead. What is that released? The Origins. The Origins comes out, uh, I don't know, next month, I think it is. August. Yep. Okay, August. Produced by WWE and starring oh. one of WWE's little people wrestlers as the Leprechaun, who's not even featured in that trailer at all. But I don't think anybody's going to be able to pull it off the way Warwick Davis pulls it off because yeah. he's like Robert England. Like He makes that role possible because it is him. It is not the role itself that is appealing. It is just him doing it. It's so weird and insane yet kind of charming and fucked up and bizarre and stupid but lovable i think Vern Troyer could do it I'm like, I'm like, i don't know Vern Troyer seems like a dick <laughs> but is that like quirky kind of stupid but kind of like oh okay 
you know, kind of thing. It's got that like quirky comedy thing going on where it's like he's trying to do comedy, but it's like it's funny, kind of offsetting, which works for this movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> who do who are we talking about? Huh? Warwick Davis as the oh, leprechaun the person that she just suggested. Oh, Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. Yeah, he's Mini Me from uh, the Austin Power movies. Oh, okay. There. Now I'm with you. Now I'm back. No, but <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back, Nathan. But did you see Thanks how much running the leprechaun has to do? I don't know if Vern Troyer can pull that off. He, he looked, looked very trim. I'll give Warwick that. He, he did. Like, um, his, his legs look re- really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they, you, know, how, you know how the gap is sexy lately? Warwick has a gap. Does he? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. Can't say that gap was there in Willow. Can't say that gap was there in uh, Return of the Jedi as Wicket. Can't Mm -hmm. really say that that uh, gap seems natural in any way, shape, or form. In fact, those socks and uh, everything involved there just... Just a little bit horrifying. I'm struggling with it. I won't lie. It's <laughs> funny because they did have fake legs, right? They like used the fake legs when he first like climbs out of the suitcase, which I thought was really weird because like he has short little legs and he's rocking those tights. I don't know why they wouldn't have used his real legs, but the first legs coming out of the suitcase are definitely not real. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was hard to tell what was happening with those legs. They did draw <laughs> your eye and keep you from thinking about anything else. But it sounds like everybody's ready to go to the walkthrough. All right, yeah. Is that a part of Leprechaun lore that they come out of suitcases? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure either. And I thought first like he caught him in the suitcase because he said he caught him. So like, maybe he caught him in the suitcase and he just like, didn't tell his wife, don't open that suitcase. Or Daniel, I was looking forward appeared. to being able to ask you leprechaun questions and being given simple, straight answers about le- leprechaun mythology. But it seems quite obvious to me that there has been no research done on leprechaun mythology, so I will do it for you right now. All right. Well, while you do that, let's head on over to the walkthrough. I do definitely want to talk about lore because lore is very important when you're creating a slasher franchise, and that's what they're doing, and that's what they accomplish. Whew. Definitely put some stuff in there. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's head on out for the walkthrough. It's a country song about four leaf clovers. Where'd they find this? Did they make this for the movie? Did they make this for the movie? That song kind of frightened me when it came on. I was like, wow, it's a little bit too good, but almost like on a South Park level. Um, right away. We begin with the O'Grady's, mm-hmm. right? The husband comes home in a limo. He's sporting fancy shit. His wife is like, what are you doing? You're wasting all of this money. You're supposed to go and like spread your mother's ashes. What happened? Turns out along the way, he caught a leprechaun. A little wee person. A little magical wee person. And hid, forced somehow to make the leprechaun sh- give him his gold. Stole the gold, shipped it back, and now he's here to pick up his wife to whisk her away to a life of luxury. Mansions. They're shopping for mansions tomorrow. Mansions? Mansions, you drunk, drunk old fool. What are you going to do? And, of course, the leprechaun finds them. (laughs) And the way that he's introduced to us is by giving us a little glimpse into what one of his first leprechaun powers is which is the ability to perfectly mimic 
other people's voices, including horrifying little children. I can't breathe. Please open the suitcase. I'm going to suffocate. And even though it looks so incredibly ridiculous when they show him talking as somebody else, it puts me off. It sounds crazy good. (laughs) (laughs) Way too good. So that's power number one. Mm -hmm. We know that right away. And poor Mrs. O'Grady eats it right away. She actually kind of kills herself, right? She like freaks out and fell downstairs. Yeah, he pops out of the suitcase, scares her, you know, sounds fine. And she just stumbles backwards down the stairs, breaks her neck, and he pops a little one-liner off about watching her step or something. Right? Does that happen? Or is that just my brain wanting that to happen? If later he's like, oh, well, I'll figure something else out. And he's like, do I smell tea? And he tells that to the husband when he comes in. He's like, oh, I should have told her to watch your step. Mm, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. He exposes himself to Mr. O'Grady. And Mr. O'Grady pulls out his gun, shoots uh, the leprechaun one of dozens of times that he gets shot in this movie. And the four-leaf clover. It's important because apparently... Exactly. Leprechauns don't like four-leaf clovers. <laughs> no, they don't. It's like garlic to vampires, four-leaf clovers to leprechauns. Yep. That's another thing about the leprechaun lore that we know now is that that's why they're so rare and wanted by human beings. It is to ward off evil leprechauns because they're soulless creatures Yeah, that hoard gold. Yep. Nice little leprechaun. Wants his gold. (laughs) He kept saying that about himself. He's like, I'm just a poor little leprechaun. I just want my gold. He does just want his gold, though. As soon as he gets his gold and anything that happens later on in the movie, he seems quite content. And he's adorable. He's adorable. Even while he's trying to kill you, he just does stuff like this. Catch me if you can. You don't look directly at him. Yes. <laughs> Catch me if you can. And then his adorable little wide space legs just skedaddle down the hallway. And he's just, you know, biding his time until he can come back and dig his dirty fingernails into your face. Yes. But he ends up getting trapped because I really all you have to do really with the leprechaun is that you just have to kind of shoot him or like smack him around a little bit. His defense isn't that he has great fighting skills or that his presence is intimidating. It's more that he can just take a beating. Also, apparently he's like immortal because they definitely like would. I mean, they do stuff to him that would kill any other thing. And he, like, seems to, like, get knocked out by it, but still comes back later. He's like, just need some time to recover. Almost like vampires, right? Vampires like that. You shoot them, and they're like, ah, I gotta recover, but it's not gonna kill me. Yeah, exactly. It won't put him down. He says that many times. He's like, your bullets won't hurt me, or they won't kill me. You know, they just kind of, like, phase me for a little while. I was saying, no one thought of decapitation. There's always a way to kill something. Decapitate There's room here. I'm just, I'm studying leprechauns right now, and I've got to tell you. Mm. There's room here to work pretty much every angle this movie's decides on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, even the the powers are probably the one that's the most biggest gray area. But uh, hey, there's spirits, they're fairies, they're goblins, they're legendary creatures. You can pretty much play around and swim in the gray area with powers in that regard. Right. And the only real thing you have to do is like when you're building that world is just make sure you put rules in that world and then abide by them. And no matter how ridiculous you get, as long as you abide by those rules, or, you're doing it or, right. And that's what this movie does. It definitely does if, that. 
if you are a piece of shit, um, like Wes Craven, you can just change the rules whenever <laughs> you feel like it, and uh, just you know whatever whatever works for how you feel at the time. I guess. I think in Wes Craven's eyes, he wasn't changing the rules arbitrarily. I think he was fixing them back to the way they should be. Oh, sorry, fixing. You are a leprechaun, Daniel. <laughs> You're a trickster. Thank you, Nathan. Huh? 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 I Nathan. think one of the big problems here, though, is that uh, good old O'Grady, when he captured him, he didn't barter with him. He didn't barter his freedom <laughs> for his treasure. He didn't, you know, negotiate his release. He just make... tried to take everything from him. And either that, that spawned this sadistic... Um, Revenge going on inside of this young, well, not young. He's six hundred years old. He's, a, he's not yet. <laughs> this uh, this um, old leprechaun, or this specific leprechaun, is just um, sadistic and sociopathic and fucked up. Which I would probably lean more towards that. Yeah, he does sort of seem that way, but he just doesn't like anybody standing between him and his gold. The gold seems to be the source, but he's also taking a lot of pleasure in just being a fucking dick all the time. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He likes to say little limericks and like dance around. Like that the part that blows that makes me laugh gold. the most and blows me away is the whole cobbler angle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes, that's because that is a that is a part I'm reading here in the leprechaun mythology. That's a big part. Is uh, they are shoemakers. So <laughs> see, I thought that was like elves, but I guess it's leprechauns. It's it's both. It's also elves. I looked it up. It is part. It's part of the elven like. <laughs> mythology and i guess the leprechaun mythology we people we people just love making shoes love it. they got an obsession with it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wicked wicked obsession and when he locks him up in that crate he doesn't he just kind of nails him into place and then just leaves the four-leaf clover like just laying on top he doesn't like try to secure it or get a note that says whatever you fucking do don't remove this clover or try to put like another box over top of it nothing he just sort of just lays it on top that's something that's funny too, because like so like they show at the end there him having like a s- episode, I guess, which turns out to be a stroke. Yep. You kind of like think he died, right? Because he just kind of is going down, and then they end the scene and it keeps going. It's like you green bastard. So we just had a stroke. He's worse, but like they don't ever explain like why he wouldn't have come back for his stuff or tried to warn anyone. Because I mean, when he did it at the time, he was hoping you know come back to that spot. Well, yeah, skull. But. Well, we sort of learned later that he, nobody like really believed any of his stories. Like they took him off to the hospital. He had a stroke. He ended up just living out the rest of his life in this weird little asylum retirement home. Maybe they're like they thought he was crazy, and so he just, yeah. just committed him, and so like all the rights to his stuff was just lost. Yeah, he's like, no, I threw my wife down the stairs, or it looks like I threw my wife down the stairs and tried to burn my house down because there was a leprechaun trying to attack us and steal the gold that I forced <laughs> him to show me. And they're yeah. like, sure, Mister O'Grady, here, put this in your arm. Yep. yep. Or Mr. O'Grady. And that's our transition. Then we flash forward to Jennifer Aniston driving with her dad, calling her dad a big hick, <laughs> uh, just being, you know, a general, you know, b- big cunt. And yeah. <clears throat> Well, apparently she's had a pretty well-off life up until that point when her dad decides to move her out to the country into some house he bought for no reason. Yeah, why... Where what's happening with their family, Nathan? I just that how old is she? I just thought about this. Why old is she, and why is she going to live with her dad? She's like, I'm going to use your credit card and go get a hotel, but 
How old is this girl? She's she like, looks over 18. Maybe like 20. So you want me to analyze the logical um, processes going on in the script of this storyline? Right. Is her mom like maybe one of those like New York elites that is always on uh, alcohol and pills and she just can't take care of her daughter anymore? And so the father decides to take her for a summer well, instead like of her 20. going off to some sort of boarding school? She's like 20. Like. I mean, she's over 18. I think we get past boarding school and all that stuff from over 18. You're an adult. So right. she should be going to college or living somewhere or doing something. <laughs> <laughs> they never really mentioned it. She's just living there with her dad. He's bought some house out in the country and that's where she's going. Just be there and right. do nothing. Yeah. She's right. They don't mention it because they don't want to have to answer yeah. <laughs> what the reality is because they're... It doesn't matter. This movie was made for less than a million dollars. I feel like they should have made yes. her younger than she should have been like seventeen. No, I, if you want to, if you want to push me, I would tell you that that bullshit little blue house probably is owned by somebody, and they're just borrowing it. They're not even. They didn't even spend money on that part, probably. Right. Well, I guess the dad got it cheap from the O'Grady's. It's a nice little piece of property, even though it's disgusting inside and full of leprechauns and spiders. I guess it's always a thing, like when people die in houses, like people don't want to buy them. Yep. The murder house. You can like you can see pre Rachel forming in this (laughs) character when she's reacting to all the dirt in the basement. Ew. Mm -hmm. Ah. I'm in a hotel. It's like I'm not scared. She's not wrong, though. There is no pool. There is no cable. It does suck. Oh, yeah. Horrifying. But It's the 90s. <laughs> it, is, it is the 90s. And I'm going to draw a parallel here, Nathan. I'm not mm. sure. I want you to get on board with this. Mm. Uh, I think very much like Marty McFly, I think Tori Redding also doesn't like to be called yellow. Okay, here, look. Here, keep the change. I'm in a really big hurry. I'm, there's a big, ugly, disgusting house I just like to distance myself from. What? You mean this house here? The O'Grady place? Yeah, that place. It's really gross. There's bugs. There's cobwebs. The guy only knows what else is in there. <laughs> What's so funny? Well, I just think it's funny the way girls are always afraid of spiders and stuff, you know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, wait a minute. Did I misplace my 1950s calendar Calendar? Here? Girls? Listen, bud. Girls, did you call me a girl? Women are treated equal. It's the 90s. Well, first off, my name isn't Bud. It's Nathan. I don't know many guys that are afraid of houses. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Well, you know what? Neither am I. (laughs) I'm not afraid of anything. Not afraid of anything. Turns on a dime, forces her poor dad who lugged all of her stuff outside to put his stuff back in the house because she doesn't want to be called a chicken by this guy. I refuse... To allow you to connect Leprechaun with Back to the Future or associate Tori Redding in any way with Marty McFly. All right. I'll tell you what's going on here, okay? The further back you go in movies, the more like lamps women become, okay? It's all about the guys. She's hot for Nathan. And why wouldn't she be? He's got a strong name. Yeah, but like most slasher horror films, Nathan isn't really the hero of this movie. It's it's sort of it's pre- pretty much her. Although I could make a strong argument for the kid. <laughs> mm, I'd say the hero of this movie is probably the leprechaun. Well, yes, I guess he does become like the lovable creature you root for um, almost immediately. If this if this particular odd little crew wasn't so charming in their over the top cheesiness, uh, then you would 
probably automatically root for the leprechaun but i'm still on their side kinda, at this point i kind of have a new way of evaluating these movies because i gotta tell you leading up to this we had uh what we had some blair witch project which was pretty you know pretty decent it was a landmark uh in in cinematic history with its camera work right followed uh, by what carrie you know 1976 gave birth to stephen king's career big epic thing you know there was a little bit there more to, to sink your teeth into this one i gotta tell you the first little bit here where they're setting everything up um i i gotta i gotta you know i gotta weigh my options you know twitter feed or you know pay 100 percent attention to them you know just slapping this story together <laughs> waiting for the next you know leprechaun scene so i can enjoy warwick davis's uh, wonderful performance as a quirky and sadistic little bastard. Oh, Nathan, Nathan, what? come on. Nathan, come on, what are you doing? Nathan. I wanted to say that that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I love <laughs> listening to Jennifer Aniston say my name in that playful way. Nathan, come on, what are you doing? Nathan. <laughs> Nathan, she says. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Jen, what? <laughs> what are you? What? What are you doing? Why are you talking about my? Why are you saying my name like that?" <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I have to further prove my connection between Marty McFly and Tori Redding. So once they head down into the basement, again, a similar incident occurs. Hey, let's see what he's got in this thing. Yeah. Well, that is, of course, uh, unless you're scared. <sighs> scared? Me? Give me a crowbar. I'll bust it open myself. I'll bust it open I'm myself. This shit, she says. <laughs> Has to go out of her way. She's terrified. She wants to leave, but nobody calls Tori scared. No. I'm not going to let you take this little scene. No, I forbid it. There's so much more depth to the Marty McFly moment. Calling me chicken? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Chicken. There's follow-up there where he goes, unless you're chicken, McFly. He's like, what you unless just, you're what did you scared. And she's like, I'm not scared. Who's mm -hmm. scared? Chicken. No, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do this myself, Nathan. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, then we get introduced. I forbid. Any further talk about Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get introduced to the rest of um, what is what's what's his name? What's his name in this movie? The guy, the main guy. Anybody remember? Nope. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nathan. There we go. Um, Nathan. Um, the rest of his little like crew of painters are Ozzy. And Alex, Alex and and is this is this of mice and men? Is this like an of mice and men like scenario that's happening there with them? Like the big like adult guy is a little bit slow. It looks like he likes to pet furry animals a little bit too hard. And then the young that's boy who was forced to become an adult in order to take care of him. It looks like he also makes most of the responsible decisions for the rest of the crew. Also a master mechanic. Yep, that's probably what. Uh, Mark Jones, is it? Is that the man that created this this thing? Uh, yes, Mark Jones. Um, well, that's probably what Mark Jones envisioned in his mind when he wrote these characters. But did he succeed? 
I I can't really I can't really say that 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 came across. No. Oh wow! I, yeah, I would argue um, different. I would argue different. But um, what is this I have here? I, I labeled it something I don't even understand. What are you? Oh, this what is when Ozzy finds like unleashes See the leprechaun. That? The buckles on be shoes. Why I'm a leprechaun. A shoemaker by trade. A shoemaker by trade, which you've already discussed. And he hates shoes that aren't shiny. Yeah. That comes into play big time like later. Dirty shoes. That's arguably my favorite scene in the entire movie. <laughs> yes. It might arguably be our favorite scene as well. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, but let's not spoil it. Let's, well, let's get there. Okay. <laughs> let's get there. Um, right now, it's Ozzy who stumbled. He got paint all over himself. He stumbled down to the basement after washing himself off. He gets tricked in the same way that Mrs. O'Grady gets tricked into brushing the clover off the box. That unleashes the leprechaun. Here we go. Here's the conflict for the rest of the movie. <laughs> and uh, he rushes outside. Everyone thinks he's crazy, of course. Blah, 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 blah. They have to calm him down. Then they have to go down there and check himself. Everyone has to go and check. <laughs> right. But because of the of mice and men situation going on with Ozzy and Alex, Alex is always the voice of reason. A leprechaun? Can we inject a little bit of reality in here, please? Can we inject a little bit of reality in here, please? Oh. I'm going to save that for future conversations with Nathan. <laughs> for when he goes off the rails. <laughs> <clears throat> it's fine. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? Nathan? Nathan? Nathan. <laughs> yes, Jennifer. Yes, I'm listening. What would you like? <laughs> But um, <clears throat> I can't remember. Is this when? Is this this is when the rainbow occurs? Yeah. Right. They go down to investigate. They realize that it's probably just a rat or something. They come back outside. There's a fucking rainbow that has appeared. Yeah. Now he's like the rainbow. That's where the gold is. And the leprechaun. I'm mm -hmm. talking about the gold. Let's check this shit out. Right. And, and they walk off. past the truck like Nathan Drake in Uncharted and and the flashy. You know, artifact shines at them out of the corner of their eye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Time to collect that artifact. Oh, it's gold. Also, they only it's find a coin like a few coins. I'm going to bite and accidentally swallow somehow. I don't know. First, it's a few coins, and then it's like, doo -doo -doo, and the bag is there. Yep. It's like, here, have this. I got this bag. <laughs> yep. But what's great is when they're walking through the meadow. He's Ozzy's all super excited because he's, you know, innocent simpleton. And he's like, you, everybody knows at the end of the rainbow, you find the pot of gold. And he's like, we're not going to find the end of the rainbow. And they stumble upon the, the truck and he's like, oh, shit, that looks like the end of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, it's going away. Yeah. He's totally like, oh, shit, he's right this time. <laughs> and they find the gold. And, of course, you know, the first thing that Ozzy does is. Uh, I don't know how to tell if it's real. You just bite on it. I've seen it in a movie. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god. I swallowed that gold coin. <laughs> He's instantly. He can't even bite on something without immediately wanting to absorb it into his fat, simple body. I love it too because it was his idea. He's like, I know the way. Just bite. You know, he knows what to do. He does. He's seen pirate movies. He's an idiot. I like putting your mouth and suck on it. No. Just, just a little bite. Just a little nibble. Uh huh. But then. You know, here comes Alex, voice of reason again, to inject a little bit of reality into this situation. See, we can go to the hospital and have them operate and fix your brain. But 
But, but I, I'm smart. Yeah. Well, sorta. See, what I mean is we can make you real smart. That way people won't make fun of you. They make fun of me? Not in front of you. Only behind your back. Come on, let's go to the well. Come on, let's go to the well. <laughs> Not to your face. But I mean, I sure... Just lays it out for him. Like, at least this kid is has the balls to be honest to his friends. He's like, look, listen, dum-dum, we're going to fix your brain up so that people stop talking behind your back. Now, let's go to the well and hide this gold. Uh, you know, usually kids in, in horror movies are extremely annoying. I got I to gotta, yeah. I gotta give uh, Mark or Jones creepy. some credit for um, making something out of the character of Alex. Now, let's talk about how much the leprechaun hisses and giggles in this movie. <laughs> there is a lot of this going on all the time. And Nathan, in your uh, deep leprechaun mythology research, have you discovered anything connecting hissing with leprechauns? No. Nathan. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> Nathan? Nathan. Nathan, fix um, your brain. All right? Fix your no, brain. People I are talking. Not, um, that's got to be, you know... I also can't really find a huge connection outside of this movie um, with the four-leaf clover being a Achilles heel. Yeah, I feel like I thought they liked those. <laughs> they, that, that's the, the horror creative element coming into play there. But I think it works. I like it. Yeah, got to be something. I like it. It's rare, so it's not something you can come across easily. It leads to you like having to search, and like when you do find one, you hold on to it. And light glows on your hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab at justifying the hissing here. Um, I believe that it's probably due. Yes, that's the hissing. Um, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. Nathan, come on! What are you Nathan. doing? Nathan. Um, so what I have found is that they are very fond of smoking the pipe. So yes. being 600 years old. Uh, I believe our our little leprechaun in this story has smoked many a pipe oh, yeah. in his 600 years. And that throat and those lungs are probably as scarred as his face is. So let's just make the assumption that that is a raspy, you know, he, he might Sigh. just be breathing. He could just be breathing normally and just all of that pipe smoking over 600 years of existence has uh you know produced quite a nasty rasp yes i like this i think he's sighing out of frustration you know mm. yes okay yeah i know yeah yeah, yeah. He is, he's he is. he's frustrated about his gold well, he seems to make make a face with it and everything i thought it was just because he's like an evil creature and evil creatures do things like that it's true well, his teeth probably hurt uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <clears throat> Man, we are uh, just cruising through this movie. Because now that they have the gold, now the leprechaun has somebody that he has to chase after because he's looking for that gold. And they go hide it in the well. We cut back over to... Um, is it... I think they're... 
This is when he starts creeping around the house, right? This is actually yeah. where this clip comes from. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? Yeah, he starts tickling he... her legs into the truck. Yeah, and then her dad gets bit and they go to the hospital. That's right. Gives her, gives her a little swipe to her legs. She gets a, a bleedy leg. Oh, it's it's just this animal that ran inside this hole in this trunk it's and then he sticks cat. his hand in there and just he gets a huge bite taken out of his hand and then they show you a little clip of the leprechaun <laughs> through the hole. Like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I think it's a good way to get the dad out of the way early. Like, let's just knock him out of yes. this early. He's like a real adult. He'll actually like make some real decisions, like reality-based decisions on this, and yeah, he'll fuck get all out this of it. Up. Yeah, just gotta get rid of him quick. Leave him in the hospital. He already broke horror horror movie rule number one, which is don't stick your your arm into dark holes. You don't know what's in there. Yep. You want to talk about the tropes in this movie? <laughs> this movie has so many tropes, and they're delivered in like a scary movie kind of way. <laughs> they are it's on par with just hokey scary movie quality troping <laughs> Some of it, yeah. oh yeah it's good though that's that it's okay as long as you stay solid and consistent in doing that you hey. can't just jump all over the place and decide to do something in one moment something else the next moment you got to stay consistent movies as long as you're bad consistently throughout the whole thing then it's okay. Then it's fine. Then we'll celebrate it. You have to say this is 93, so we could just say that Scary Movie was leprechauning it out. You know, they started it. They were definitely leprechauning it out. <laughs> Holy shit. Surprise, motherfucker. That is the first time, finally, I've been waiting for this, for somebody to finally <laughs> make use of the secret phrase bypass the entire win the spin game that we will play now later just for arbitrary reasons that and because now jasmine has the ability to choose the beginning category of next week's spin Woo! the secret was the first person to use leprechaun as a verb <laughs> well done jasmine well done i try i try what did she say oh. leprechaun in it <laughs> it up Mm hmm. I was expecting someone to make a pun, like saying someone got leprechauned, mm -hmm. but that'll work. I only <laughs> said use it as a verb. Well done. Technical win. Woo! I'm winner. All right. Well, I think I heard somebody mention um, that this was made in 1993 to give it a little bit of lenience. I think to truly understand where this movie is coming from. I think you from, heard somebody mention 1993. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I heard somebody mention 1993. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you heard yourself say that at the beginning of the fucking podcast. Fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, Nathan, Nathan. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? Nathan. 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 What are you doing? But like I said, what is that? 1993. Fly? I think it's time to go back in time and gain perspective on this film and really understand where it's coming from. Alright, what is happening in film at this time? Like I've already mentioned that this was the first film of the year. Did it come out January 1st? January 8th. First release week. And um, anyone take a guess at any movies that might have come out with it? One of my favorite comedies, Groundhog Day. <laughs> Falling Down, Fire in the Sky, Sandlot, Dave, Super Mario Brothers, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. 
Last Action I Hero. Loved Cliffhanger. Yeah, I was all of seven years old in 1993. And, and actually, like I was six. a bloody good striker. The biggest one of them all. Season's over, asshole. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah, wow. Jurassic Park was the big, big epic, but it did not win Best Picture of 1993. Did it? Did that go to Leprechaun? <laughs> no, Schindler's List won Best Picture. Ah, Schindler's mm, List. Yeah. <laughs> I guess war wins over dinosaurs. But I do remember as a kid that Jurassic Park was in the theaters for like a year. That never happens anymore. No. Do you want to know what IMDb says the most popular movie of 1993 was, which you did not mention? What? Dazed and Confused. Hells, Dazed yeah. and Confused. I'm surprised that I missed that one. Also missed True Romance, Mrs. Doubtfire, Tombstone. Oh, and speaking of, I had a correction uh, called into my attention from a fan that Aerosmith's Dream On didn't release in 1976, the same year as Carrie. It simply was on the Billboard charts at that time. It was actually released in 1973. That would be the year of The Exorcist, I believe. Wow. Hmm. That's interesting. For how many years? Yep. Little correction. So this time I've been more studious about picking up on the 1993 was the year of Nirvana's Heart Shaped Box. Oh yeah, it was. Hmm. I know I got skills with a Z by Shaquille O'Neal. Oh no. The height of his I'm just gonna go ahead and do height? everything career. The only? I mean, like that even line? No, he was doing like he made up like his own martial arts. He had his own video game. He had a rap album. Well, he we had like a movie. That height of his career. That was, he was bleeding out. He was taking advantage of the market in ways that no one had ever dared have the balls to do. Because yeah, who would do that? Height implies ever. like success. Right. Like, he was he was still playing in Orlando. He did he didn't know how to do a th free throw yet. Right. Well, one might call him <coughs> insane in the brain, yeah. which also came out this year. Cypress Hill. Thank you very much. Yeah. Sober by Cypress Tool. Hill, nice. That album was the second CD that I ever owned. There you go. Mm -hmm. Making its way into Nathan's um, very rigidly controlled collection. <laughs> um, Tool's Sober and the Smashing Pumpkins, a little song called Today. Wait a minute. You're taking a stab at me for collecting things? <laughs> no. Good, because no, I wasn't. You're the collector, okay? All right. All right. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> imply that like I'm some sort of like serial killer or Wait, something. What are you Let's talk current events. 1993. Bill Clinton decides he'll compromise on letting homosexuals into the military. I know. No, 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 no. He didn't compromise. He just, you know. Don't ask, don't tell. Exactly. That was the compromise. Like, well, let's just not bring it up. All right? Let's just not let's talk just not about do that. It. Right? How about this? A little Texas history, 1993. Federal raid on the Branch Davidian cult in Waco. Woo! Mm -hmm. 73 50, dead. 51-day standoff. Never forget. Was that the one with the kids? That's the, uh, the, the Branch Davidians, the... David Koresh and his mm -hmm. cult that yeah. got like burned down to, by the FBI agents that got raided. Kill themselves and yeah, you know, and it was all sort of like done poorly, but everyone was like, well, I guess they all kind of deserve it. I don't know how it goes. It's not like the Mormon one with the young kids mm -hmm. that he was marrying and stuff. No, it's a different thing. Is it, oh, he was, you know, he was having his way with all the women and all the women's kids. No, no, I'm thinking of the other thing, though, the Mormon thing with the guy who like married off all the kids. That was oh, Texas. no, no. That was in East Texas. 
Yeah, that was in something. The 90s also. That was something different. Uh, Nathan, U.S. Congress approves NAFTA, bringing us all into the North American Free Trade Agreement. Huh? Didn't think anyone would bring that up in an episode about Leprechaun. <laughs> Did you? Government Did you? policies. A little bit of about something more important, like the first ever female prime minister of Canada. Wow, that mm. is exotic. Controversial or to this day. Tennis tennis star Monica Seles getting stabbed in the back by an obsessed fan. There you go. Mm. There you On go. the court. Wow. What? I didn't know they had the internet me. for you to research back in 1993. Um, Audrey Hepburn died. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn did die. Another and notable so death. so did River Phoenix. Thank you. Now we never get the true... Um, continuance to the legacy of indiana jones because he died of a drug overdose at 23 river phoenix huge huge loss huge and i'm not being a jerk here i'm saying river phoenix in my mind was going to be one of the next great actors of our time and he just died yep one of the next great american actors Yep. And um, uh, Nathan, this one's for you. Montreal defeats Los Angeles for the Stanley Cup. The last time that a Canadian franchise won the Stanley Cup was in 1993. Wow. That is a sad day. Do you know who won the Super Bowl? Who won the Super Bowl? The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah, that was back in their heyday. The last time an American football team won the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was the... The first time that a team ever lost three years straight in in the Super Bowl, and they made it four by doing it in '94 as well. Was it the Patriots? Who lost? The Buffalo the Buffalo Bills. Oh, what? They were good. <laughs> four years straight, lost to uh, the New York Giants by one point, and then they lost to the Washington the Skins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, you know then, what that means. It's gotten Dallas boring in here. Twice. Don't, you got to mention the Velvet Divorce. Velvet Divorce. I don't know. It's getting really hard to see, Nathan. It's getting really hard to see. Czechoslovakia, yeah. stop We are back. Back in the cozy world of Leprechaun. Leprechaun. <laughs> oh, Nathan. Nathan, Nathan, oh, Nathan. Chicago Bulls beat the Phoenix Suns in the NBA championship. Oof. All of that traveling around in the past makes me um, very, very tired. I think it's time for a little commercial break. Have you ever gotten excited about a movie trailer and then had the movie let you down? Wish you had someone there to warn you when something like this might happen? 100 Lunatics presents the Trailer Park Podcast. Hosted by Nathan and Daniel Carver of 100 Lunatics fame. You've come to love them. Now come to trust them. Trailer Park. Are you worried or excited? And we're back. All right, guys, let's go into this and finish up this movie. I still have lots of clips to play, and we yet have not reached the climax. A lot happens. Like, halfway through this movie, it's like, is it over? No, a lot more to go. No, there is the weird thing, is that for a cheesy little 90-minute under-budgeted horror movie, there is a lot that goes on. We could over-talk this movie. We could go two hours on this easy. Yeah. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) I was... I'm not gonna lie, man. I know I'm not supposed to be negative, but I watched The Clock pretty closely on this one. (laughs) 
No, see, that's because you're not in the right company. I feel like I feel like we should all be watching this movie in the same room. That way, I could ex- perform extreme bias over your opinion by affecting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nathan. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? Nathan? Nathan. <laughs> okay. But really, a leprechaun? A leprechaun? Can we inject a little bit of reality in here, please? Mm, thanks, Alex. Now, I want to talk more about Alex because Alex is actually really, really dark. And there is a really, really dark scene in this movie after they've sort of um, figured out that they're being hounded by this leprechaun. And it's just Ozzy and Alex sitting in the room together. And Ozzy asks him what he would do about the leprechaun problem, and Alex answers him. Alex, do you think you could kill a leprechaun? Ozzy, you can kill anything. You just gotta know how to do it. Now me, give me a 357 Magnum, press it to the little green critter's temple, and blam! Brains and guts and oozing cruddy stuff dripping all down its head. The guy's gone with a capital dead. Gone with a capital dead. That kid is hardcore. The kid is ready to put a gun to another living creature's face and the blow temple. its brains out. He's dying to go. He speaks about it with a blank face. I bet he takes dogs for walks and then chokes them at the end of their leash. <laughs> it's the kind of feeling I get from this kid. Yep. Always oh, starts with animal torture. Yep. I think that even the other one, I think Nathan might even be a simpleton. And he controls this group of three guys and yeah. like, forces them to like rob houses while they paint mm-hmm. them and stuff. They have like a whole little like shady under service going to their business. He's like, all right, so you're going to be my guardian, see? <laughs> mm-hmm. should tell people that I'm like your cousin or something. And did anybody else love how beautifully easy it was for them to find out if the coin was real? Remember when they go to take the dad to the hospital and they drop him off? They're like, hey... While they think we're supposed to be eating in the cafeteria, why don't we go and get this coin checked out, right? And they just walk across the street to the anti-coin research store. Yeah, this place were everywhere in the 90s. And just show the coin through the window right as they're closing up. They meet an honest shopkeeper who's there, can give them answers, goes and puts it in his safe. Gives them a receipt. (laughs) Oh, my God. Made me think of Pawn Stars. Do you guys mind if I call in an expert here? I uh, just need to call my buddy and get him to come in and take a look yeah. at this. I know a guy's so sure on the value. I know a guy's really into leprechauns. I recognize this Gaelic hieroglyphics, and it also one of the most bizarre death scenes. When he encounters him, he sneaks out of his safe. The, the le- small boxy portals are great for the leprechaun in this movie. He loves bursting out of safes and people's hoods and trunks and refrigerators and he pops out and he says something to this antique coin collector guy uh anybody have any idea what what this is bad shop owner bad shop owner bad shop owner bad shop owner it says bad shop owner bad shop owner yeah. sounds like badger boner he's like badger boner <laughs> the first badger time but the second time you catch me if you can bad shop owner <laughs> okay, but the bursting out of things, that's just that's just part the only of being purpose a leprechaun. For that is just is the tropiness of it. There's no other reason. It is creepy. I mean I'm just saying a little green man popping out on me would freak me the fuck out too. 
It it's is. Like it already looks weird, and it's like jumping out at you, like ah. And he can teleport, and yeah. his powers are intricately connected to how much of his gold is in his possession. So him being in the presence of just one of his coins has enabled his teleportation skill, allowing him to hide inside of the safe and burst out, and then pogo stick a man to death. Yep. That's how they did that. Pogo death. sticks. <sighs> Nathan, that I don't know about you. That scene fixed my brain. Um, it's beautiful, just beautiful. All the <laughs> and him just not being able to do anything, and the ridiculous fake footage of him, of a wee magical man trying to pogo stick. Oh, just the whole thing, just just beautiful. Also, the after shot where there's like a hundred pogo shots on top, <laughs> <laughs> like hundreds of circles all over him. <laughs> Did he mean to jump on him a hundred times? I feel like. uh, give me a huge badger boner. That's a boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I kind of had to backtrack there a little bit. I forgot where I was. Oh, yeah, they were talking about killing the leprechaun. And um, this is just a very long play out until the end of the movie of them just playing a bunch of cat and mouse with this leprechaun. And it goes on for a long time. They can't leave the house. They're trying to call the cops they call but then you know so ozzy calls and he tells him it's a leprechaun so they think it's a joke or one of his crazy phone calls which you routinely makes apparently help help it's happening the attack is on oh grady farm uh send help the the leprechaun is attacking <laughs> they're like all right sure ozzy uh-huh Oh, I think it's funny when they come back in and the phone is disconnected. I'm like, how'd that happen? No one cut any wires. Leprechaun's busy, but, you know, he's got magic, so who knows? So who knows? And they have a really weird little little mini character of this, like, sheriff of this town who has this deep, deep wrinkled face and smokes on this stogie all the time. He doesn't really do anything. No. He's a sheriff. He's done his work. He just sits at the station and, like, makes little comments like, oh, that boy's slow, but he's all right. He supervises. <laughs> Doesn't do much of anything. But yeah, no, I love, I love the way Ozzy sounds on the phone. Help! Help! <laughs> help! Help! The leprechaun is attacking. Send National Guard, paramedics, everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nathan ends up falling into a bear trap. Mm-hmm. Getting his leg clamped down on. That's when he's first exposed to the leprechaun. And then Nathan goes on this path of just wasting shotgun bullets. Like terrible shot, business. that kid. Terrible shot. The little bastard. I don't blame Nathan in this scene. <laughs> Nathan. He's, you know, dancing around him chaotically, doing his little chirping routine. I've, I'd try and shoot him too. Yeah, you fell yeah, in a trap, and now you're a sap. Tried real hard. Mm-hmm. But he just he shoots. Like, uh, there's so many scenes of a leprechaun getting blasted in the face or the chest by a shotgun or a gun, and then just getting laid out instantly like a rag doll, and just unconscious on the ground. And those scenes make me laugh so hard every time. <laughs> just watching him just go from <laughs> to nothing. And this is one of them. He runs off into the bushes after getting shot. Nathan just unloads the rest of his shotgun bullets into the bushes. Does no idea if they're there. But later on, he claims that he did. He's like, no, I did do it. And everyone else is like, no. Shot him like no, six times. No, you didn't, Nathan. Nathan. Sure you did, okay. Nathan, come on. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> Nathan. Jennifer's like, let me take over. Give me this gun. Yep. Do you know how to use it? No. And Nathan's like, no, 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 no. Here, take this broom. <laughs> yes. 
It's good. Now take all of your clothes off and just repeat this over and over. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> and this goes on forever. They try to make it to the hospital. They can't. They get in a fight outside. Finally, they figure out that, it, that O'Grady must know something. And where is O'Grady on the other side of town? And I want to stop you right here, and I just want to bring up something randomly. Uh-huh. I want to bring up the whole, like, sexism thing that's going on here. Oh, what's the sexism? Well, just because Aniston, sorry, Tori, <laughs> um, has an issue with, you know, women being treated equally. Right. Right? She mentions that at the beginning of the movie. And I'm not talking about the scene where she reluctantly takes the broom from him and he says, you know how to use this, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, although that is sexist. I want to talk about the fact that leprechauns are sexist. How, how so? Well, since an 1825 publication of a book called Fairy Legends, uh, the character of the leprechaun was seemingly cemented as being entirely male and solitary. There male loner shoemakers sexist. Asexual. No, that, I'm that saying that there should be fe you don't see any female leprechauns. There's none. That it's a sexist for leprechauns. fairy tale character. It is a No, it's not sexist. It's the like same thing like fairies are all female. I'm just yeah, saying. Fairies are well, sexist yeah, no, too. that's that's a good point. But I'm just saying that maybe they like, bring that up as a thing that the main character has an issue with female equality, and yet there's this, you know, leprechaun sexism going on that I don't. Well, I don't it's think not actually. You said leprechauns are considered fairies, right? They're like fairies, so they're like the male fairies. Yeah, leprechauns could fuck fairies. So they're like the male fairies. They're fairies, and they're all female. And then the male version of that is leprechauns. So, so you don't want to jump on board of this observation? You don't want to get behind me on this? I'm just no, saying if you're going to find a chick in the armor, you should find a real one. <laughs> you know, there's obvious that there's going to be some, uh, you know, okay. if I, well, I, I can just for a second here. Female leprechauns. <laughs> they're called fairies. <laughs> um, is there a bride of leprechauns somewhere down the line <laughs> oh, in the shit. series? I don't know. It's exciting. Oh my god, it's exciting. They should have done. <clears throat> but it all comes down to our last Back to the Future connection <laughs> with this movie. Which is that when Tori is finally able to drive to the retirement home in order to get the answer on how to kill Leprechaun from O'Grady. <laughs> Just like Marty McFly likes to hang on to the back of Jeeps and skateboard, so too does a leprechaun like to throw on some some quad skates and just hitch a ride, hitch <laughs> a ride in the back of a Jeep. Roller skates. Mm-hmm. Loses control, um, falls into a dump truck full of manure. I mean, I don't know how you can't see the similarities. Nathan, Nathan. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? I've never been closer to... Uh, hitting hang up on Skype <laughs> during a podcast. Is Never this, been closer before. Is that, <laughs> is that you I thought I made it clear. <laughs> or is it more like this? God damn it! 
more like that. This is fucking bullshit. I told you to lay off Marty and to, and to stay, keep Leprechaun away from Back to the Future because they are not related and they do not connect in any way, shape, or form. You have been warned, sir. You have been warned. Keep your sexist material away from Back to the Future. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this up. It turns out there's a long, dramatic wheelchair race scene. There is a connection back to an episode of Stitches that we covered where there is yet another villain chasing someone on a tricycle. We are two for five in the chasing on tricycles department. And... It's also she can learn that there's a clover field right next to the well where she can find a four-leaf clover. She mm-hmm. does after she regains her faith in Young leprechauns. <gasps> oh, I didn't have space. I didn't have anywhere to put that clip. But if I could play it right now, I would. That is so beautiful yeah. that she has to come around to her faith of leprechaunism. And then she immediately finds the clover and... uh yeah, really, after all that, it's Alex that saves the day. Yeah, they right? don't even tell him about it. They just like get back because he's like plotting some plan, and they make it back. And he's like, "I gotta save Ozzy," and he runs out, grabs the clover, and just slingshots it down his throat with some gum. That's right, all to save Ozzy because Ozzy has the last coin. He wants all of his coins back. He doesn't get them. He Ozzy has one last one in his belly. Ozzy. He's ready to get that. That guy with his belt buckle, or his buckle, shoe buckle. Yep. And then, boom, wad of gum with four-leaf clover straight in the mouth, and then he goes into full-on Raiders of the Lost Ark, staring at the Ark mode, melting, tumbling backwards into the well. That's a great little gore shot, actually. That's why I bet that's where a lot of their money went, <laughs> of that 900000 Also, not only does he fall in the well, but he comes back up, too, and was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> a classic wouldn't be like a classic slasher horror film without it, him trying to come back, and then... but. He just like, what's his, uh, Nathan just comes in, just butts him with the gun back down in the well, pours one tank of gasoline down there and causes a nuclear explosion. (laughs) And, but finally the cops show up (laughs) because of the explosion. Yep. And the cops show up in the morning after everything has already been done. Conflict has been resolved. Monster has been killed. Classic style follows all the rules. This movie fits. This movie's great. Yep. They only had enough money to bring the cop cars in for that scene on one take. That's true. That's probably true. And allegedly some of the uh, rumors from behind the scenes is that this movie, when it was in its original scary children form, had a contract with Lucky Charms to be included in this movie. But once it became the kind of slasher horror gore flick... They didn't want a part of it anymore, so they had to change it to whatever it was in the movie. Like Lucky Clover. Lucky Clovers or whatever it was. Although Fuck you, Lucky Charms. Yes. I was going to say, there is a Lucky Charms reference when he shoots the slingshot. He's like, fuck you. Yes. Lucky Allegedly, Charms. all that animosity of not being able to include them and get the money and everything all boiled down to them reshooting this final scene. Fuck you, Lucky Charms. <laughs> You can't kill so wait, me. Wait, you're telling me that um, this writer-director of this epic masterpiece, Leprechaun, made for less than a million dollars, was spiteful enough to change a line to to stick it to the cereal? Yep, that's like the company. cherry on top of this bizarro masterpiece of Stitchwork. 
uh, wouldn't be complete without something spiteful and petty like that. Right. Say, there they the also end. do the thing where he like finds the box of cereal and he's like, Oh yeah, this looks like something I might like. And he tries it and he's like, this is terrible. Uh huh. Spits it all over the floor. Yeah. If he was smart, he would have perceived that due to the changes they were making with the added gore, that that could have been a possibility and he should have shot it with the alternate box before they ever got upset to begin with. But he didn't. Instead, he reshot the scene and then changed a line because he's shallow and childish. Yep. And oh, when everything wrong goes so right. <laughs> now, um, there's some confusing lore in this movie. There's probably some gaps that you guys need filled in. Um, would anybody like to ask Daniel? <laughs> any questions? Nathan, any questions? I'm going to assume if there's no questions that this movie made perfect sense to everyone and everyone liked it as much as I did. And... Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Moving on. And um, Jasmine already had the secret phrase, so she already won the prize for this evening. Yay. Um, what is the prize? Well, Daniel, what that means is that a co-host tonight has won the chance to bypass the first wheel of the spin for next week. Usually I would do that part, but this time you get to choose whether we go with 100 lunatics, 100 years of horror, horror subgenres, or the new spot on the front of the wheel replacing the controversial Daniel Decides sequel or remake. Okay, good luck and congratulations. Congratulations, Jasmine. Yay! I bet you can't guess which one I want to pick. I bet, I bet you can't actually. <laughs> yep. But despite all that, I still do have some trivia questions that I prepared for Win the Spin that we would normally slip right into right now. Would you guys still like me to engage you in a little bit of trivia? I like games. You like games, Nathan? Do you like games, Nathan? <laughs> Nathan, come on. What are you doing? Nathan. <laughs> yes, I'll. I'll play. Okay, I'll play your game. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Win the Spin, ladies and gentlemen. Right. I have nine questions here. I know for a fact that you guys know the answers to some of them because I've heard them brought up tonight already. I have nine questions. First person to five points. First person to yell at the answer gets one point. Here we go. What brand high tops is Tori wearing? Converse. LA gear. LA gear. One point to Jasmine. What is the name of Nathan, Ozzy's, and Alex's company? Three guys in the paint. Painting three guys. Three guys painting. Okay. <laughs> Nathan, any guesses? Painters are us. Three Jasmine? guys in a paint. Paint, wait, I don't know. Three guys that paint. Three guys that paint. I mean, one, one word. What does Tori wish she could order? to eat at the diner some kind of salad and some kind of salad avian water and avian water crescent thank you if you didn't get the full what was it crescent salad close enough watercress water salad crest. and <laughs> avian that's too like, i remember thinking that's when avian was popular <laughs> how many pieces of gold make up the leprechaun's gold 100 100 jasmine <laughs> quick on the draw nathan <laughs> You have got quite the comeback ahead of you. I told you. I had. I was looking at the Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> what 
What color is Tori's cell phone? Red. What do Ozzy and Alex each want to do with their gold? Buy stuff? <laughs> I'm going to go to a toy store to uh, go uh, uh, fix his brain. <laughs> is that it? Alex wants to use the money to fix Ozzy's brain. What does Ozzy want to do with he the money? He wants to go buy some toy at a toy store or something. <laughs> he wants to go buy some comics. Oh, right. Close enough. Close enough. I think I only have one last one. I'm going to get this one. <laughs> How old is Leprechaun? 600. 600 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Jasmine, you are our winner again. Although you don't win anything because you've already won something tonight. I already the winner. <laughs> Oops. All right, Nathan, that was... Oof. That's terrible. Maybe next time. Nathan. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Then get me something better to watch. <laughs> this this really is going to be awesome. like stitches. I'm never going to talk about it again. <laughs> well, then maybe you should start off of whether or not this is a movie for horror fans or a movie for everyone. Horror fans only. Mm, I wouldn't say horror fans only, but definitely not like everyone because I wouldn't show this to a kid. But it's got some suspenseful parts. Mm, Jasmine, no, I gotta stop you right there. Daniel tries to pull this shit all the time on Trailer Park Podcasts. <laughs> you're either worried or you're excited. It's either for horror fans or for everyone else. It's not in between. <laughs> you, can't, you can't answer the question with, you know what, I think it's for a little bit of everybody and also horror fans. No, not it's it not works. for everyone. It's not for kids. That's the only group I would opt out of everyone. Everyone else, sure. Not horror children. Horror fans though. only. Yeah, I'm. I would want everyone to enjoy the Leprechaun, <laughs> but um, I think I might best answer this question with a question. <laughs> a little bit of Daniel's thoughtful thoughts. <laughs> you see, this movie should be for everyone, but only horror fans are going to go see it. They're the only ones that truly know that despite what this looks like from the outside, it is a solid, well-made film. The director didn't go on to make other solid, well-made films, but all the accidents seem to fall in a row in this movie. It has a lore, it establishes rules, it has a villain. The villain is partaking in the movie wholeheartedly, despite what they're asking him to do, like pogo stick onto somebody's body until they die. But it all comes together. It's got a weird crew of misfits that are all overacting all over each other. People that went on to do nothing with their careers. People that went on to do big things with their careers. You know, I don't think Jennifer Aniston gets enough credit for her role in Derailed. But um, we're talking about Leprechaun right now. And there is so much crazy, hokey, cheesiness going on that even if you hate movies like this, you will love this one. I can't speak for the rest of them, but the original Mark Jones's masterpiece. Give it a little bit of your time. Thank you. Yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> now it's time for Nathan's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to want to do it again. Uh, we might just put them at the beginning since I think we might all know what you think most of the time anyways. <laughs> I take offense 
to Daniel's suggestion that this movie is a masterpiece. I also take offense to his bringing up Derailed. Having not seen any of the movies on his burden list, and having watched Derailed. I'm sorry, Warwick. You will always be Willow and Wicket to me. And that will never change. I sincerely hope that Leprechaun 2 amps up the cheesiness to a point where I can at least be entertained instead of having been forced to swallow the shady storyline that surrounded and built the foundation of this movie. And Jennifer, I love you too. Nathan, come on, what are you doing? Nathan? <laughs> Nathan? Jasmine, I cut you off last time. I offered you a little piece, a little segment of your own. Would you like one? Or have we covered the ground? Yeah. We've covered all that ground. <laughs> you look so innocently tired. And leprechauns are sexist. Leprechauns are sexist. So I think we've all said everything we need to say about Leprechaun. And there's no connection. Jesus, time to spin. That's what that means. And um, I think since Nathan won last time, that means that he gets to choose... He gets to use his prize this time. Um, is that uh, is that correct, uh, Wilter? All right, Nathan. Which starting category have you chosen? I've chosen Daniel decides. One hundred. Wait. What? You sure? <laughs> okay. Daniel decides. Wow, Nathan, I'm flattered. Extremely flattered right now. <laughs> Martyrs. Martyrs. Oh Love the way you say that, Wilter. Love it. Thank you. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. It's going to be good. I like this jumping back and forth. I like going to like a classy one, a stylish one, back down to like a good old-fashioned cheese ball one, and then back into something good again. Although this one can attest so much for its uh, solidity as like a comprehensive story for being on my list. This is about a movie that affects you. It is quite brutal. I've never seen it. <clears throat> and I think it is our first foreign horror movie on the list. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, my logic behind choosing Daniel Decides was that's where Slither came from. That's true. <laughs> and Martyrs, I've heard you talk about it before, and I'm actually I'm actually interested to see how brutal it is and um embrace something that's actually about affecting the audience in a shocking horror thriller kind of way. Because a lot of these movies so far have just uh, 
not really affected me that much. <laughs> Except maybe Stitches. <laughs> All the boys. Uh, Nathan, you know who the ATV are? All the boys. <laughs> All, the boys. All the fucking boys. Well, because that, that whole movie was about trying to shock you with the deaths. And some of the death scenes did actually disgust me a little bit, but not uh, not in an authentic way. I kind of envisioned martyrs like possibly actually affecting me. Yes, I think so. I think that is correct. So I will have. I will have things to say. I will engage. I will attack. I will never acknowledge a connection between Back to the Future and Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made my case pretty well. I think everyone is uh, ready to go. We talked a lot about this one. We had a lot to say about Leprechaun. I'm very happy about that. We even like skipped over some stuff. It's a lot. A lot of repetitive things. There was a lot happening. There was a lot to be analyzed, a lot to be interpreted. We could have gone way into a lot of the backstory on this movie. We skipped a lot. For Nathan's sake. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? Uh, all right. Walter? Good night, listeners, and good luck. Good luck. Of course, you can head on over to uh, 100lunatics.com. Check out everything that's available to you there on the 100 Lunatics Network. We're always adding stuff. We're going content crazy. It's building up. It's driving me insane. I think we have over-advertised Trailer Park at this point. Check out our sh- commentary tracks. Nathan and I are getting better and better all the time. You can reach Nathan on Twitter at I Hate Horror. You can reach myself or Jasmine or anybody else, maybe the long and forgotten Jonathan, who used to be a part of this crew. And now just comments on release dates of Aerosmith songs. <laughs> at 100 Lunatics. Thank you for listening. Good night. Get the f*** out of here with that bullshit. God damn! Fucking bullshit! (laughs) Catch me if you can! Nathan, come on, what are you doing? That's your boner! That's your boner! Shop owner. Help! Help! It's happening! The attack is on O'Grady Farm! Uh, send help! The, the leprechaun is attacking! National Guard.